Hi, everyone. Welcome back to an extremely goofy podcast. I'm Ashlyn. You'll hear Lexi in a second. And I'm glad that you're here. Uh, I just wanted to give a bit of an introduction to this episode. So Lexi said last week that we have been working on this project for months. And as part of that, we had recorded several episodes over the course of like six months where we were just practicing things like how to use a microphone and how it feels to have your conversations recorded. Um, A lot of those episodes, I don't think, are going to see the light of day because they're really dated in terms of Disney news, and they also just aren't really that good. Uh, (laughs) We had this problem initially where we would talk like stream of consciousness at each other for like three hours at a time, and I just, I can't edit that down. It's too much work. But... I felt that this one was one worth sharing because in it, we discussed the costuming guideline changes for cast members that came out in the spring of 2021. Um, I want to say that this was the biggest change to costuming guidelines ever, but I guess that they did allow men to have facial hair back in 2012. So that was also a pretty big and sexy move by Disney. Uh, But anyway, I hope that you enjoy this episode. It's going to just kind of drop you into it. So deploy your parachutes. Okay, here we go. Tell me about Josh. I got to give it to Josh because like, I feel like he's trying his absolute hardest under Bob Chapek. And like, I feel like that in itself is a struggle. I think I'm in love with Josh Diamaro. Yeah. Yeah. No, like the fact that I could potentially work at a Disney park, which I knew was something that I could never do growing up because I knew that I wanted to be, fully covered in tattoos like the fact (laughs) but like also just the idea that like you know I'm not going to not decorate my entire body with art because of a potential possibility of working in a Disney park but the fact that that opportunity is now there not just for me but for anyone who looks like me is absolutely crazy. Like it's asinine because growing up, we like, you knew the rules, especially if you were trying to work at Disney, like you can't have any type of alterations to you, um, your body, your hair, anything. Yeah. It's like, you don't own yourself. No. Like you're supposed to sell your soul to Disney, which like we already live in a capitalistic society so like the fact that I would have to literally and this is also why I am not a flight attendant or will try to become a flight attendant so true because I would have to cover up like my neck and my back or my the back behind my ears and it's like I don't I already have to live in a society that fucking that does nothing but not berate me but that does not that does nothing but put a price tag over my head. Like, I don't want that to be every single day. And I don't want my life, like my personal life to be like decided on for the, on the company that I fucking work for. 
Yeah. I mean, something I'm really trying to work on in my life just in general is like establishing those boundaries between my work and my personal life and not making work my entire life. Yeah. Um, because I have a tendency to just like make it my whole identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially now that like a majority of people are working from home or working remote yeah. or like have a remote job, it's like very, very hard to have a very visible line between like my work life and like my not work life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And whenever that extends into your, like your actual appearance too, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. And like, I also need to mind you that like, this is for all of our listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Like, yes, this isn't for like, you know, if you are a, char- a face character or like anyone working in entertainment, this was for everyone. Like everyone, everyone, janitors, the people serving popcorn, the people like working on the rides. Like no one, you know, they had to abide abide these like super strict rules on like based on your appearance and like what is that telling? children who go there right like oh these like people who have tattoos or like colored hair like they're they're not safe they're not good people when growing up like the people who've had my back the most the people who've made me feel the most comfortable has always been those who are heavily tattooed or you know like quote they look scary unquote to like those out like who were more normal looking rather (laughs) or like just didn't do all of that to themselves but it's kind of like how are you to judge someone's character based off of how they look and I feel like that's so against Disney's like ethos like true Disney's ethos yes like the ethos of the actual company yeah, absolutely. It's like, <laughs> have we not seen the Hunchback of Notre Dame? Hunchback of Notre Dame, <laughs> people. The whole point is that you can, your external appearance does not define who you are inside. Right. And it is so weird to demonize these things. Like, oh my gosh, I was always like so terrified I would get in trouble over my eyeliner. Uh, because, you know, if your wing is too sharp, then, like, that was not Disney look. <laughs> right. Uh, I knew a girl that her hair was just, like, bleached from the sun because we worked outside. And they mm-hmm. were like, you can't dye your hair. It's starting to look unnatural. Like, she blah, got blah, blah. dress coded for her yeah. hair? Yeah, for her hair. And she wasn't even dyeing it. She just was, like, outside working. And it just, like, happened to, like, get more bleached in some areas than the other. Oh, so, you know, she had kind of an ombre situation. Mm-hmm. It was intense. Oh, wait, hang on. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. (laughs) I'm Ashlyn. And I'm Lexi. And we're talking about the changes to the Disney look. Which we're a little bit late on this, but like it's still something that's incredibly impactful, especially to me who is, who's been like tattooed since I was fucking 18. And uh, Ash, you went through DCP. So you saw like it in person. Yeah. Yeah, those <laughs> costuming guidelines were uh, no joke. No. Um, it was it was insane. I oh my gosh! One time I had the wrong hat from costuming, and I got in trouble over that because costuming gave me the wrong hat. I was going to say, don't they like <laughs> provide you with your like you yeah. can't take your yeah. uniforms home? 
I was like, what hat? It was right after New Fantasyland opened. And so, like, people weren't, like, super clear on, like, what was going on. And I was like, what hat goes with this costume? And they were like, oh, it's this one. And I was like, great, thanks. And then I I wore it. And then my um, manager was like, you're wearing the wrong hat. <laughs> Fantasyland hat looks different. It has a wide brim, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, uh. <laughs> Sorry. How am I supposed to know that? That's not my job. Oh, my goodness. Disney sure. look was so intense. I and like this was what almost 10 years ago now when you had worked at DC uh through the DCP yeah not quite but like yeah almost almost yeah yeah like eight yeah like almost 10 years I'm just thinking that so like my friend right now is um working food and wine Mm. yes so but, like, she has, like, a little bit of a more lax dress code because it's an Epcot versus, like, Fantasyland. That's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> Except she's also, like, what the fuck do I wear? Like, I have to wear, like, shorts and or, like, pants or blah, blah, blah. Like, I have to wear a shirt underneath my shirt because I can't be tattooed. Like, my sh- tattoos can't show. It's kind of, like, for what? We're yeah. at Epcot. Disney look has been so strict from the dawn of Disney parks. And, you know, I think over time it's gotten a little bit better. Like whenever they started to allow facial hair for men and there was like a huge outcry over people being like, Walt didn't want men to have beards. And it's like, okay, well that was, first of all, Walt didn't have taste. Yeah. (laughs) Like Walt didn't have taste. Walt came from the middle of America uh-huh walt was also racist himself Oof. like Oof. i don't like saying it no one likes to fucking say it but we don't like to address it but we don't it like to addre- exactly like it's it's true plus it was like so impractical for men to just like be shaving all the goddamn know, time while working because like you can't have any stubble so people would be like shaving like halfway through their shifts. <laughs> you know? like, that was not practical for people. No, absolutely not. So Disney look has always been really strict. Um, managers used to walk around with like nail polish wheels to see if your nail polish was like an appropriate shade. But I couldn't even wear, I couldn't wear um, nail polish because you can't wear it if you work in restaurants. Yes. So it didn't matter for me. And then, of course, you couldn't dye your hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you couldn't have tattoos. Mm-hmm. Not visible tattoos. If you yes. had a tattoo, you had to either cover it up with makeup, which people did do, or wear, like, long sleeve shirts underneath your costumes, which people, I mean, I would say the majority of cast members were walking around with shirts on under their shirts in the hot Florida sun yeah. because it's like not practical to cover up your whole, you know, wrist tattoo every day. No, exactly. And like, I think that was the biggest thing. It's kind of like, okay, yes. Like if you want to work at Disney, you can always cover up your tattoos, but it's like, I have half a sleeve going on my one arm. Like yeah. I, there's no way I have a tattoo on my neck. I have tattoos like behind my ears. Like realistically, that's just a lot. And Disney is not comping me for all that makeup. Mm-mm. Oh, I know. That's another good point. Yeah. <laughs> You're spending a lot of money on your, you know, minimum wage paychecks to cover up your tattoos for them. Yeah, exactly. So like for what? 
Um, I don't know. I feel bad because like I've felt I've always felt bad because obviously like no one wants to be walking around in the hot Florida ass, humid ass sun in a long sleeve. No. No. So. It just always looks so uncomfortable yeah. to me. Especially with like all of the costumes are made out of like poly. Oh yeah. Uh mm, don't get me started on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> the trials and tribulations I had trying to find Disney costumes that actually fit me. I was going on a day-to-day basis. Like how <laughs> How was that experience for you? I feel like it was like touched on, but like not really touched on when you were actually like working. So I had a lot of different costumes because I worked in different areas. Mm -hmm. I would like be in a different location every day, which was really difficult because it made it hard to plan. Like you can take two costumes out at a time, Mm -hmm. but like sometimes I'd be at like a third or a fourth location and I wouldn't have a costume. Yeah. So (laughs) then I'd go to costuming and it's like, you know, you can't just like go on the clock. So I had to go like before or after work, which stunk. Um, and then as far as like fit, <laughs> the fit, it was always awful. Yeah. Uh, they said no stretch. We don't, we're yeah. not making any of this with stretch or in the minds of anyone who has bigger than a B cup. <laughs> That's an issue, like, <laughs> in and of itself. Like, I had some major, like, costuming, like, disasters because mm-hmm. I had to wear, like, a button-up shirt on Main Street, oh. which, like, just, like, doesn't work for, like, you know, my situation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was, like, very awkward. I, like, usually wore, like, a tank top under it because I had just, like, a total malfunction one day where I was bending over um, restocking stuff and my shirt just, like, popped over. I do remember this. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> a lot of people backstage saw it. No one on stage, thankfully. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, like, who knows? I probably would have been fired on the spot. Um, so that was really hard. And then I also struggled with the pants because mm-hmm. the pants, like, at least in my area, it's, it's strange because, and we can talk about this more in a minute, but Disney look guidelines were always divided into different genders. Mm -hmm. So there was always like the female section and the male section of like what you were supposed to wear and like what roles applied to you. Obviously a lot more roles applied to females because dress codes are always inherently sexist. Right. Um, But for at least my area, the, all of the costumes were like designed for men. So the pants had like a lot of extra fabric in them. Yeah. So like there was just like never a good fit. And I had like these weird high-waisted pants, but then it would be like baggy on like my pelvis because, Mm -hmm. you know, um, not packing the same stuff. Uh, so just nothing really ever fit correctly. I didn't realize that they used the same pant or that they would like give the same pants for both. Yeah. Yeah. Girls and boys. Yeah. They, they, they would, um, everything at least for me was like gender neutral, but in the sense that it was actually just designed for a man and then I just like wore a smaller size. Yeah. So yeah, it just made for like a difficult fit all the time. I almost I remember one day like one of my coworkers was like, You're gonna get in trouble for your belt because your belt doesn't fit. And I was like, Well, my belt's just too big. Like I don't right. like there's no smaller belt at costuming yeah. for me. So like my pants like inevitably like are Aren't just gonna going fall down. To fit. Right. Like yeah. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really interested in, you know, with the inclusion of like those who do have tattoos and like colored hair and piercings, blah, blah, blah. I'm interested to see if that inclusion carries over to like 
the full Disney look in terms of like if they're going to actually try and like fix costuming, mm-hmm. which I know like is kind of a budgetary issue, but yeah, back to like what we were saying earlier, like I truly I want to believe that Josh D'Amaro is doing his best, is trying to do his best. And and that being said, like hopefully that also means like a full relook at Disney look rules as well yeah. as costuming. I sure hope so. Like one thing that really stuck out to me in the new Disney look rules are that they're no longer divided along gender lines. Mm-hmm. And that now you can wear whatever costume, you know, you feel is right for you. So mm-hmm. if you, you know, that that wasn't the case for my location because we only had male costumes for everybody. But, you know, the Emporium costumes, for example, like there's a dress for the women and then the men wear pants. So, you know, if you're somebody who identifies as male, but maybe you are more comfortable in wearing a dress every day, which frankly, I'm more comfortable in a dress every day, then like you now have the freedom to do that under Disney look guidelines. And I think that that is super cool. Yeah, I absolutely love the refresh and the like updates to the Disney look guidelines to include all of that, Um, especially since gender and um, gender identity has been more on the forefront now than it's ever been before. And I love that. It just really helps, you know, like knowing that Disney is trying to reach out to a different type of person instead of just saying, okay, yes, like we know that all of our money is coming from people in Wisconsin, white middle America, white conservative America. Yeah. I love this quote. Um, from Josh Giamaro, where he said, to be relevant is more than just being creative. We must also be inclusive, making sure our stories and products reflect the diversity of the world that we live in. I love that. I love that so, so much. There's another quote in the article, um, and we're referencing the uh, blog post on the Disney Parks blog. Um Our goal is also to have more representation and accountability across our organization, starting with my own leadership team and extending throughout our business worldwide through tools and mentorship and learning programs that create awareness and foster leadership accountability. Not all leaders look like Josh Diamaro and, you know, for such a large company to actively be working towards what we've all been fighting for since the summer and even before that, means a lot. There's another one that I really like, and it's inclusion is essential to our culture and leads us forward as we continue to realize our rich legacy of engaging storytelling, exceptional service, and Disney magic. We have so many films and so many stories to come out of Disney that like have and focus on that like theme of inclusion and like not judging people by the way that they look. Zootopia, Hunchback of Notre Dame. I, Other ones. I know. I'm like, uh. Well, like Aladdin is basically about that. Oh, a diamond in the rough. Mm-hmm. There's got to be more. There's sure there's there got there's got to be more. <laughs> but I mean, the way that like you know Disney Channel is kind of going, the way that Disney Channel is going, the way that Playhouse Disney is going. Like there's there were very little. There were baby steps, but there are steps towards a more inclusive company. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. It's just like, it's just nice. 
Yeah, I know. I feel like it's easy to see some things that Disney is doing, like the Splash Mountain retheme and say like, oh, Disney's just responding to public pressure, which I think both of us would say, who cares? Just do it anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> but I think that like there's so many examples now of Disney taking like intentional steps to be more inclusive from the retheming of Splash Mountain and the Jungle Cruise to um, the new merchandise collections for Pride Month that are coming out where they actually made like a trans button or a trans pin and they actually like called it a trans pin instead of just being like, oh, like pastel colors, (laughs) you know, like they actually just like called it what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, They even made adaptive Halloween costumes last Halloween where they were designed to like fit over a wheelchair so you could look like Cinderella in a carriage which is just like so magical yeah it's just like clear to me that like Disney is like honestly making a pretty good effort right and like there's going to be people and I've had conversations with people who are like this is just a cash grab this is just a cash grab and like coming from the perspective of like how much it actually takes to create these products like pins like small things like that like it doesn't take a lot of money at all that being said the fact that they're like actively being like okay yes like yes we can sell it but we should be sell like we should be making these products we should be we should have um more access accessible uh costumes for those in wheelchairs like how magical is that for a kid yeah i think that's absolutely beautiful and even if it is a cash grab like at least it's a cash grab that's working towards including everyone and not just the majority yeah it's like how walt said during the opening of disneyland to all who come to this happy place welcome this is that's your how home. it feels that's it that's exactly how it feels and that's how it should be that's like it just adds that little touch of magic it is like the core of what the disney ethos is and always has been yeah like yeah it's exactly it's like you leave the outside world behind and you are just like yourself yeah and you are happy and you can be whatever you want to be to all and it's- who come to this happy place like I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry too. I'm getting really emotional. I'm getting very, very emotional, especially since like Disney has like definitely had a little bit of a slower. Yeah. Not start, but like definitely a different, like slower in terms of what they needed to change. Like we didn't get princess and the frog until 2008. I think 2009. I was going to say we were definitely in high school. So it's like the right time frame. Yeah. Um, We didn't get princess and the frog until 2009 we didn't get raya and moana we didn't get raya until this year we didn't get moana until a couple of years ago but like all of these changes are changes towards the good like even if it was a slower start at least these changes are being made yeah i agree i feel like i just to you know go back specifically to cast members for a second Mm -hmm. i feel like Disney cast members put all of themselves into making magic for guests. Yeah. And oftentimes without much in return. No. Like you're not paid great. No. You're not treated well by guests. No. You are in it because you care about the mission and about the legacy and Mm -hmm. about making that magic. 
And I think that seeing Disney take steps to actually make their jobs easier, to make them more authentic, to make working there more magical, because there's nothing more magical than being able to be your true self. That's just amazing. To get that kind of support yeah, from Disney, from, like you said, like a company that people work for because they believe in the magic. Like you don't get people working for Disney because they think it's a good job. Like it's, it, I hate to, yeah, like I hate to say it, but it's like true. You get people yeah. working for Disney because they want to be a part of that magic and like they want to be able to provide that magic the same way that they were able to live that magic. And it's so important that Disney accepts. I think for me, it's like very much like, okay, cool. Disney is accepting of all of these people and they're hitting like all of the people that they have touched in the past. And they're, it's like kind of almost like it's their way of giving back because like, at, like you said before, like it's not a great working, it's not a good job. It's the service industry on crack. Like yeah. it's, that's it. I mean, how does it feel to like no longer be categorized as like the bad, you know, group for Disney? Like, how does it feel to no longer be like a violation? <laughs> it's it must be incredible. It's great. Like, I younger me is super happy because like I had wanted to work at Disney for a really long time. I remember calling like us going through the process like for DCP and like you were able to go through. Um, and I was not, and I would always say like, you know what, it's kind of okay. Like, it's fine. Like I wouldn't be able to really be who I am because I'd have to cover up like all of my tattoos. And now for me, like if 18, 19 year old Lex like saw what was happening now, I'd be like, that's amazing. Like that just makes it so much better because yeah, like, I'm sure you've seen like all of the Disneyland has like gangs, so I don't know if you've like seen like the Disneyland gang discourse. Are, are they like real gangs? They're like <laughs> they're like, like pew pew. Not like pew pew, but okay. like very much like I can't think of the names at the top of my head. Hold on. <laughs> but like these biker dudes, like fully tattooed black leather or denim like vests fully like patched up and like pinned with like their gang, like with their signs and patches on the back of it. And it's kind of just like the fact that there's so many alternative Disney fans that kind of were just like, Oh yeah, you can't work here. But like, I know that like we're also entranced with the magic and like providing that magic to people like now they also if they had wanted to like have that opportunity to be like okay yes like I'm going to give back to all of these people and like work at Disney I don't know it's just great it's just really really great knowing that like I'm now included in like seen as included in like Disney's consumer group which yeah frankly i think is like this has been a long time coming especially since they have marketed and like have made money off of those in the alternative community like disney please look at hot topic i was gonna say the hot topic licensing deal the hot topic licensing the box lunch licensing deal yeah but like 
I just feel like so true. The people who go to Hot Topic and buy the Disney merchandise, those people have tattoos. Exactly. It me. It be me. It's all of the weirdos. Like <laughs> everyone wants to say that Disney is for like the children and like what like whatever all of the normies. Normies is a bad word, but like they like it it's very much like oh like you like disney and it's like yes i fucking right. love disney i fucking love disney disney has taught me that it's totally and completely okay to be myself so the fact that mm. they are now you know like accepting truly that ethos of just be yourself in the parks by allowing those with tattoos to show their mod- their body modifications is great is like they're they're actually actioning what their ethos is yeah this is a real like let it go step into your power moment. It you is. Know? It is. <laughs> and I'm super excited to see like the changes. Like I don't plan on being in the park anytime soon. Um I just quite frankly cannot afford it at this time. Um and it's something that like I would have to definitely budget out and like whatever. But also I'm very excited to see the next time I'm at Disney like what the culture what like the cast member culture is going to look like. Um, and hopefully it like eases a lot of cast member um, complaints and provides a better, a little bit of a better working experience. I know yeah. it doesn't fix everything because like I said before, Disney working at Disney is like service on crack. So all the, you all our service members just think of it like Black Friday or Mother's Day or what's a like big restaurant? Cinco de Mayo. Oh no. Elaine was my sister was very, very excited that she didn't have to work Cinco de Mayo because she Ugh. worked on like some other really like just bad restaurant holiday. But it's like that, except like worse, because people who go to Disney are the most entitled people in so true. the entire fucking world. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Disney has the ability to be the best employer. There is nothing stopping them from achieving that reality. They can be the very best place to work. Yeah. And I don't think that changing uniform guidelines is like the only thing that needs to happen for that to become a reality. But it's a really good step. It's definitely a good step. I was going to say, I think the um, addition to the inclusion key, I think, is also a really great step. And I truly hope that Disney actually does put money where its mouth is and, like, circulates that money towards more POC, especially in their leadership. Their leadership team really needs it. Their leadership team's still very white. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And, like, it's very much like old men. They just need more diversity in their leadership, for sure. And I'm really hoping that this the addition to diversity and inclusion in the four keys, which are now five keys, helps. It's going to take a while for me to start saying five keys. Mm-hmm. I'm so used to four keys, four keys, four keys. Yeah. But it's kind of like, why weren't those... Like, the fact that Disney had to be like, y'all need to realize that this is part of our, like... Like, it shouldn't be a key. It should just be the way that people are being treated. Yeah, that would have been dope if that could have happened that way. (laughs) I know. In a perfect world. Yeah, I do. Okay, I love, like, the way that they're, like, 
marketing like this fifth key though i'm like really obsessed with it i love <laughs> that it's a heart because they want to put inclusion at the heart of everything that they do <laughs> prize and i love too that they say in this video i might have to like insert the video into this podcast Thank like the audio of it for over 65 years we've welcomed guests from all over the world into our home with the help of a simple code the four keys safety courtesy show and efficiency have guided us from the very start these four keys have provided a foundation for our culture contributing to disney's legacy of customer service and care but as walt disney himself once said we keep moving forward and in december 2019 a team of cast members joined together in a series of ideation sessions that span time zones and teams Tasked with bringing a greater focus on inclusivity and belonging for all cast members, they pitched an idea so revolutionary, it was magic from the start. The addition of a fifth key, the key of inclusion. A key that unlocks even more potential within our company by amplifying the others. Because to create a world where everyone belongs, where each person is treated with respect, we must work together to reimagine tomorrow. We're building a Disney with more diverse stories and experiences. A Disney with more accessible products and authentic voices. A Disney where our cultures unite us, not divide us, and where each cast member is empowered to speak up, team up, take action, and ensure equality in every way. The key to unlocking this is working together, because together we can create cultural transformation and allyship to improve the lives of all our cast members and communities for years to come. The key of inclusion, a vision for tomorrow where who come to this happy place are welcome. Hi there, just jumping in for a second to say that that audio was used for commentary purposes only, only commentary purposes. Please do not sue us. Okay, back to the show. It's so good. And the fact that the inclusion key is at the middle. Yes, I know. I love that. And then I love in this video how they say to create a world where everyone belongs. Because everyone does belong. I don't remember where I was going to go off on that, but it is incredible. And it's such a good step. It's not the end all. Like I, right. I, it's definitely not the end all, but it's a good step towards um, what needed to be done. Yeah, definitely. It just makes me so proud. I don't know. Whenever they do things like this, it makes me proud to be like, yeah, I'm obsessed with that company. Like right. I really support that company. Yeah. This makes me feel so much better than whenever it's like, you know, people posting horror stories about you know, guests being mean to them. And-, and the thing is, is that like people, you hear those stories. Like you hear the stories about how guests are terrible or like how they were not treated well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How management doesn't support them. Right. But then at the same hand of it, you get those same exact people saying like, this was probably one of like my favorite jobs. Because yeah. I did get to see like interacting with the kids, especially for the face characters or entertainers. Um, yeah. seeing like the fact that I was able to see 
you know, all of the like genuine reactions of people, like it made my fucking day. And that to me is the biggest thing. Like we're all here to provide that magic for others. And like everyone does belong. And like at the end of the day, like Disney is for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wokeness isn't killing Disney. Wokeness is not killing Disney. It's not killing your Disney experience. It's making it better for everyone. Right. Like, I think back to, like, how Pirates of the Caribbean was before they changed the red pirate scene. And I'm mm-hmm. like, how were we fun? Like, how was that in a Disney park that was so inappropriate? Like, how was that okay? They literally had a, like, female animatronic being sold into sex slavery. And people were upset that they took that out. Like, that... First of all, it shouldn't have been there no. in the first place because Disney parks are not historical museums. They are lands of fantasy where we shouldn't have to see nasty depictions of reality and history on display. Can we also then mention how fucking how do you feel about Hall of Presidents? I hate Hall of Presidents. Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, this is one of my like trigger issues for Disney. I am a firm believer that the Hall of Presidents should have been closed down like years ago. There is no reason to have it. It completely takes you out of the fantasy. It only contributes to division Mm -hmm. amongst guests Mm -hmm. and it should not be there. And I hate it. I hate it a lot. I agree. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you went to Hall of Presidents when um, they had the Trump animatronic. I did. Okay, and you could, I wanted to see the animatronic. It was so bad. You could openly tell that that shit was supposed to be a Clinton. Like, they one hundred percent only made one animatronic. Yep, for that election, and they were like, uh, <laughs> "What do you mean Hillary didn't win?" We gotta mur- like literally mush this into his yeah. face. Anyway. I don't know if that was like a budget cut where they only made one, or if they were just like, "Oh, we don't need to like do that extra work. Let's not worry about it." Yeah. And then it was like, "Oh crap, crap." <laughs> yeah, no, I hate. I've never been to Hall of Presidents except for the one time that I had gone after I got fired. And I was like, I'm going to treat myself to going to Disney with my uh, childhood best friend and her family. And was that whenever Trump was? Yeah, it was. In? Yeah, it okay. like I think he had just gotten hired or tired. I think he just got. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a year or two until like his term. Yeah, but I was like, it was their thing. Like they always go to Hall of Presidents, and I was like, okay, well I'm here with them. I will go to Hall of Presidents. Yeah, and I was like, this is the most wasteful half hour that I've ever sat through. Yeah. I I just think it's stupid. And like back whenever they first installed the Trump animatronic, they literally had to station security guards in the building. And then like in the back of the show, uh, in the back of like the auditorium, because they thought there were going to be like riots and stuff. And it's like, if we have to deploy people to to, like stand yeah, to like take care by? of a cl- like animatronic, like that should have been a sign that like we should shut this thing down. And I understand that they didn't want to do it then because then it would have everyone would have been like, oh, Disney just doesn't want to put Trump in right in Magic Kingdom. You know, like I understand they would have gotten like blowback from that, but I feel like we should do it in a like a less turbulent time like now and just like shutter the just, thing. just shut it down. I just I, I don't it. see a reason for it to be in Magic Kingdom of all places. Like, if you're going to have that shit, at least put it in fucking uh, Epcot, like, it, like in a dusty ass, like, 
old building because Epcot is never going to get updated. Sorry, everyone. I just don't have high hopes. I don't have high oh hopes. Uh, literally, I don't have high hopes because when that same trip, we went to Epcot and I don't remember what we were what ride we just got off of, but we were talking to a cast member and they were like, yeah, like we're, they're planning on putting guardians of the galaxy. They're planning on like upgrading all of this stuff. And I was like in Epcot in Epcot. Yeah. Like they're uh, while they're trying to build galaxy's edge, sir in Epcot. I know for a while they had like major projects going in like almost every park and it was like what's going on here like we need to focus yeah like y'all don't have that much money i mean they do have that much money they do that like let me retract that statement they do have all of this money but to go into such a huge expansion like that in all four of their parks that was nuts though yeah and then the panini hit and then epcot's just like stuck in perpetual like torn up half demolished mode always whenever i went to epcot last it was like right before the park shut down for the pandemic Mm -hmm. and (laughs) and um i was so shocked that like the entirety of future world was torn up and i actually ended up like walking one direction for like a really long period of time because normally it would connect and then at the end i walked for like five minutes. I don't know. It felt like a long time. It was really hot. Mm -hmm. And whenever I got to the end, there was just like a construction wall and it was a dead end with nothing. And then they like toted Daisy Duck out for a meeting (laughs) greet there to try to make people not feel so bad about wandering that way. But I was like, why was this even open? Like, why was I allowed to just walk down this like stupid corridor for nothing? (laughs) Yeah. That led to nothing. It was awful. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I hope Epcot gets finished someday. But I, I hope so, too. And I truly hope that, like, Epcot ends up being what Walt wanted, where it's, like, genuinely. And I know that the projects, like, going, the projects that they had planned before the Panini, before the Pandemi Lovato. Yes, the Pandemi Lovato. Was working towards moving Epcot completely away from that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I just feel like there's, that there's so much space in that park that they could do so much and they just really need to refocus on like what Epcot should be. Epcot is a wonderful, great walking park, super accessible. Like there's a lot of open land and like out of all of the parks, except or rather out of all four of the parks, it's like Animal Kingdom and Epcot that for me are like truly the most accessible in terms of walking and like Mm. being able to be like casually strolling. Epcot's definitely a good walking park. Yeah. How do we get to Epcot? I don't know. I don't. It needs help. It does need help. Seth asked me yesterday what my least favorite Disney park was. And I was like, Epcot. It has to be Epcot. (laughs) Epcot. Immediately. Like, yeah. Like, cause how are you going to say, I wonder like who, who's going to say animal kingdom's the worst who I will fight them. Animal Kingdom is my favorite park and it has been my favorite park my whole life. And I don't understand why people are like, oh, it's a half day park. Oh, dee, dee. I like, I guess you just don't enjoy things. I guess you don't know how to have a good time because I can watch those tigers until the sun goes down. Yeah, I don't think people realize about Animal Kingdom is that like, it's truly a zoo on crap. Yeah, it is. And I love zoos. I Well, I love animals. So it makes me happy. 
And like, I am, I, I was actually just talking to my friend about this because we're, me and Fitz are planning to go to the zoo. <gasps> They're doing a dinosaur exhibit thing. Oh my God. They have a zoo and a dinosaur exhibit. Yes, I'm very excited. But normally I don't support zoos. I feel like polar bears should not live in Illinois. Oh yeah. We used to have a polar bear. And so whenever I was a kid, we would go um, see it on school field trips. Mm -hmm. And then whenever Seth and I moved up here, um, I was like, let's go to the zoo. They have a polar bear and the polar bear was not there anymore. So I don't know if it died. Probably. I hope not. Or at least it got shipped to. I I know. Exactly. I'm like, maybe it just went somewhere nice, you know? Like Like, I'm hoping... There's, cold. there's, yeah, just like in a better, there's two zoos that I support. And one of them is the Bronx Zoo because it's one of the largest zoos and they have, they're, they like actually treat their um, animals like correctly. The second zoo that I support is Animal Kingdom and yes. <laughs> Disney can't afford to mess up with their animals. Disney can't afford to treat their animals like shit because that would just put them under fire. And people who say that Animal Kingdom is a half-day park just aren't, like, they're in it for the rides because, like, walking around the Tree of Life, walking around Animal Kingdom, like, that's a full day. Oh, yeah. I could spend multiple days there, honestly. But, but, like, no one else ever wants to. (laughs) We should do a trip together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We would be awesome together. Yes. A thousand percent. Okay. Putting on the list. Yeah. It'll happen. You know, back to Hall of Presidents for a second. <laughs> I think <laughs> if I were in charge, I'd rip that thing out and then I'd put a Muppet themed show in there. We need more Muppets. I need Muppets so bad. Did you see the announcement yeah. about the yeah. Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. Muppets? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am ready for this cultural reset. Oh my god, Disney Plus show, Haunted Mansion, Muppet Special. Everyone needs to watch. I'm so excited. I am so excited. I was just screaming in New York, and Seth was like, what's <laughs> happening? And I was like, Haunted Mansion, Muppets! And he's like, I don't know what you're saying right now. <laughs> Haunted Mansion, Muppets! Haunted Mansion, Muppets! That's all, you, that's all you needed to say. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's clear. Who do you think Gonzo's going to be? Um, Master Gracie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or the hitchhiking ghost me. Like, well, I don't know. I, um, 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 there, I feel like the hitchhiking ghost is going to be Statler and Waldorf. Okay. All right. Um, I feel like Miss Piggy is going to be Madame, whatever the fuck. Leona. Yes. Madame Leona. Yeah, Constance, the bride with the hatchet Ooh, that kills her husband's. Yes. Girl boss. Love that. Mm-hmm. I can see that. <laughs> girl boss, Constance. <laughs> anyone else? Do I care about anyone else? I want to see what Kermie does. I feel like Kermie's going to be the pers- like main character vibes, and he's the one who's going to be what Eddie Murphy was yeah. through the film. You know, come Halloween time. We can do a whole series of like Haunted Mansion, um, Muppet Special, yes. like actual Disneyland haunting stories. Like we should just like really lean into the spooky. I vibes think we for should for like October, like yeah, September, so fun. September, October. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Disney Spookies. 
Disney Spookies. Ooh. That's what we're calling yes. it. Oh my God. You know that that just reminds me of all of the people who drop their like loved ones ashes in Haunted Mansion. That's disgusting. Like people do it. Their loved ones are in a vacuum cleaner at the end of the day. They're, and like, I'm sorry to say it to yeah. you, but that's what happens. Like they're sitting in a swamp. Those poor cast members. I know. They just don't get paid enough. They do. At least now they can have their tattoo showing. At least now they can have their tattoo showing. Ah, <laughs> uh, I feel like that's a good end. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this belated episode of an extremely goofy podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it. You can find us on Twitter at extremely goofy where the O's are zeros. And you can also follow us on Instagram at an extremely goofy podcast. Thanks. And we'll be back next week.